For some weeks now we've been on the subject of uh, the Lord my healer. And we want to continue on that today. We'll review just a little bit. We've already covered uh, quite a bit of ground, but I'm excited about this. And I perceive that healings will happen while the word goes forth. He sent his word and healed them. Amen. And delivered them from destruction. So uh, be open. Amen. To receive the healing word. In Exodus, the 15th chapter, you don't have to turn to all these. I'm just reviewing for a little bit now. Exodus 15 and 26, the Lord revealed himself as the Lord who heals us. One of these compound redemptive names, Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. Others say, I, Jehovah, am healing you. One says, I am the Lord your God, and I cure your diseases. The word cure and heal has the idea of fixing. He is our fixer. The Lord who fixes us. <laughs> How many would receive some fixing? There's no such thing as a perfect body in the earth. No such thing. Because everything has been affected by the curse. And even a, a newborn baby. And they say, well, the baby's perfect. Well, if you examine the baby on a microscopic level and not even that much, you'll find one eye is a little bit bigger than the other. One foot, one hand, different little things here and there. So what we call perfect is really just good operating condition. Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not perfect. <laughs> Everything's been affected by sin and the curse. And, you know, there's enough stuff in the atmosphere in the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food you eat, to kill you a thousand times over every day. And you can live in fear, and you can try to avoid all of it, you will not be able to. I mean, what are you going to do about breathing? <laughs> you only hold your breath so long. <laughs> And if you live in fear, a spiritual principle is that what you fear is attracted to you. And your fears will come on you. It's dangerous to fear a thing. You open the door. Thank God the Lord has delivered us from all our fears. Amen. You don't have to live in fear. God didn't give us. The spirit of fear. But the spirit of power. And of love. And a sound mind. Even when you, you have symptoms of overwhelming fear. Maybe you're shaking. You're, your knees are bumping. You just feel incapacitated. It's when you must. 
if you're going to be victorious, speak out and say, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. I will fear no evil. I refuse to fear. Somebody say, I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. That includes fearing what happens to your kids, your relatives, your job, your money, your investments. I'm just afraid. Well, then you got a door open. I'm just afraid they're going to do this. I'm afraid they're going to mess this up. I'm afraid we're going to lose this. I'm afraid this is not going to work. Then you have doors open that the enemy can gain access and steal, kill, and destroy. We must not fear. We must resist it. And just by living in this world, Things can try to affect your body. And it's not necessarily because of sin. You know, people ask Jesus about the man born blind. Who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus said, neither one. Well, then how did it happen? It happened because of Adam's and Eve's sin. Why are plants diseased? Not because they sinned. Right? Animals. Why do they get sick? Not because they've sinned. And the same thing can happen, is happening to human beings all over the planet. But no matter what, and no matter why, we believers have a fixer. The Lord, our healer. The Lord who heals me. Come on, lift up a hand and say it out loud. You are the Lord who heals me. You are the Lord, my healer. Yes, just like he's my savior, he's my healer. And my provider. And my protector. But you need to not just receive him as one. But as everything you need. He's my healer. You know Psalm 103 said. Bless the Lord O my soul. And all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Now, much of the church world does not believe that. They believe the first half of that verse. Many church-going people are adamant the Lord will forgive you of all your iniquities. But if you say, and he'll heal you of all your diseases, well, we just don't know. But that's not right. And Jesus, when he was ministering, and he told the man that his sins were forgiven. The scribes and Pharisees became upset and said, who is this that forgives sins? And he said, which one's easier? To say your sins be forgiven? Or rise up and walk? I'm glad he didn't say which one's harder. By saying this, he's saying both of them are easy. Which one's easier 
And the answer is one's just as easy as the other because the cure for both was accomplished in the same redemption. The same Jesus that took your sins took your sicknesses. And he bore uh, the chastisement of our peace. And he was made poor. So which one's easier? If we know the truth, the truth is it's just as easy to receive a healing as it is to receive forgiveness. If you think it's not, you think wrong. Jesus is right. No matter what you think. (laughs) Would you agree with that? No. It comes to a matter of faith. And one of the issues is I can't see if you're forgiven or not. But I can see if you're healed or not. And so the problem is not which one's easier for God to do or which one's even easier to receive. The issue is, do we walk by faith or do we walk by sight? 2 Corinthians 4.18, if you'd look. We'll look at these for a moment and go on. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, temporary, subject to change, changing and being changed, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We're foolish and don't understand it if we fixate on what we can see and feel. We will live perpetually unstable lives. Because if you can see it, it's changing. It has changed and it will change. Everything you see and feel here is soon going to be gone. The elements of the planet are going to melt with fervent heat. I mean everything you see. This body in its current state is going to be completely changed. This mortal is going to put on immortal. Hallelujah. Some have said, well, you know, some people are healed. A few are healed in this life, but many are healed in death. That's just dumb. (laughs) If you died, you didn't get healed, you died. People say, well, many will be healed in the next life. Also dumb. Why? If your body is immortal and incorruptible, can't be corrupted can't age, you won't need healing. You won't need fixing. So if you're going to get fixing, you better get it right now. (laughs) You better get it now. (laughs) Healing is for now. Praise God. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For being my healer. Being my healer. But if we look. And it's a temptation. Don't care who you are. How many scriptures you know. How much you've prayed. How long you've been walking with the Lord. Any morning you get up. You can fixate on walking by sight. You can fixate on what you feel. 
You know they warn us. I'm a pilot. And they warn us as pilots. Don't fixate on a bad instrument. Instruments can fail. And if an instrument fails. You're supposed to train yourself. To ignore that instrument. And of course part of your training is to. To go by the instrument. But if you got a bad one. And I mean it's your attitude. And it's turning upside down. And you follow it. You'll follow it right into the ground. <laughs> what they encourage you to do. Look at some other things. We got other instruments. We got other things to look at. But you know you can fear. And you can panic. And you can go. I hurt. I hurt. This doesn't look right. This doesn't feel right. Well okay it doesn't. But you can follow that right into the ground. There was a time it didn't look that way. There will be a time it's not even here. It's already changed many different degrees and ways. It's changing right now. Why fixate on that? When you could focus on something that is eternal. Something that will never fail and never change. Say out loud. I don't look. At the things that are seen. Because they're temporary. I look. At the things that are not seen. They are eternal. Hallelujah. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Just a few verses later here. 2 Corinthians 5 7 says. For we walk. By faith, not by sight. Now, many of us know this verse, but why would you say it like that? You can't walk by sight and walk by faith. And you can't walk by faith and walk by sight. To do one is to not do the other. Will you be tempted to walk by sight? Oh, you know it. You know it. But if you do, you'll get the same results as unbelievers. People are not even saved for doing that. But if we discipline ourselves to not be moved by what we see and feel in these temporary things, but to fixate on what he said and focus on what he said, hallelujah, we'll be walking by faith not by sight, and faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Glory to God. Go to Romans 4. We'll pick up where we were last Sunday. We were studying the faith of Abraham and Sarah. And the reason somebody said, what? I thought this was healing. It is. Something miraculous happened to Abraham's body and Sarah's body. And Sarah, not only did some kind of miraculous transformation take place, she also had to be healed because she couldn't conceive when she was a young woman. So there was healing and youth renewed. (laughs) Would anybody take some of that? I mean, (laughs) oh yeah. Yeah, but the way they received it 
was through their faith. Sarah herself had faith. Hebrews 11 says. And Abraham had faith. Both of them had faith individually. As well as together. Both of them started out weak. When God first told them. They were going to have a child. As old as they were. Abraham laughed when he first heard it. Sarah laughed when she first heard it. They thought it was crazy. But apparently... At some point they quit laughing. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. And got in faith. And took this seriously. And it was their faith. That received from God. These amazing. Transformations. Healings included. In their body. And we're told. To operate just like Abraham did. In Romans 4. Are you there? Romans 4, verse 16, it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Said out loud, I have the same kind of faith Abraham has. You know, he's still around. Just not on the earth. Verse 17. As it is written. I have made you. A father of many nations. Before him whom he believed. Even God who quickens. The dead. And calls those things which be not. As though they were. It doesn't matter. If you've got an organ in your body. That's dead. No life in it. If you've got damaged brain tissue that's no longer living, that is no impediment to your God. That's not even an issue. If you told him, yeah, but God, it's, it's dead kidneys, dead. He's go, so? What's the problem? Is that supposed to be a challenge? <laughs> God quickens the dead, makes alive that which is dead. See, that had to happen in Sarah's body. That had to happen in his and her reproductive organs, in her womb, didn't it? I mean, he's 99, she's 90. Bible said... She had already gone through the change of life. She couldn't conceive when she was 20. They were healed. Parts of them were resurrected. How <laughs> I many know you're 99? You're closer to being dead than you are when you were born. <laughs> right? Dying from old age, a lot of times people, you know, things just start shutting down. They just start quitting. Well, some things had already quit <laughs> in them, especially where childbearing was concerned. But God quickens the dead. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I believe organs and glands of people in this room yes. are being quickened. Yes. 
and watching by the internet. Hallelujah. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do. All you got to do. Open up your spirit and go, I believe that. I believe that. I'm open to that. I receive that. He's my healer. The Lord's my healer. He quickens the dead. He makes alive that which is dead. And a big way that he affects that is that he calls those things that be not as though they were. That's how he does it. Abraham acted like God and called himself something that he was not yet. But God changed his name. Change Sarai's name. So they begin to call themselves father of many nations. Right? Mother of nations. They begin to call themselves what you couldn't see. Keep reading. Verse 18. Who against hope. Now hope in the Bible, New Testament, means confident expectation. It doesn't mean how we use the word hope nowadays. Confidently expecting. He had no reason to confidently expect that they're going to have a child. Yet believing, he believed in expectation. No reason to expect, but he expected anyway because he believed. That he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not His own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. This is the same word for wavering. He didn't waver. At the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded. I believe it's Weymouth that says absolutely certain. Absolutely certain that what he God had promised, he God is able to perform or make it good. Hallelujah. Now we, we mentioned last Sunday two big things Abraham did. And only gave you one of them. <laughs> Two big things that Abraham did. Number one, what did he do? He called. Everybody say called. He called himself what God called him. He didn't wait till he saw it or felt it. He called himself the father of many nations when as yet they had no child. We must call ourselves. Righteous. No matter what we look like or feel like. We must call ourselves healed. I call my body healed. Don't call it your weak eye. Don't call it my bad knee. Don't call it my disease. My heart problem. Don't do that. Call it what he calls it. Himself took our infirmities. Bore our sicknesses. Carried our pains. And by his stripes. You 
I were healed. Already was healed? I don't feel healed. Exactly. If you felt healed, it wouldn't take any faith. How do we receive from God? Mark 11, 24. Anybody remember? What things wherever you desire? When you pray, do what? Believe. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When do you believe you receive it? Before you have it in the natural, before you see it and feel it. When do you see and feel it? After you believe you receive it. But so many folks are, if they don't feel it, they don't believe they've got it. And walking by sight is so subtle. I mean, it, it all, because you live in this realm, you're surrounded by what you feel and you see. And it's always pushing on you. Pay attention to me. Notice me. Notice me. And that's where the fight, the good fight of faith comes in. You've got to resist this. And not let yourself be moved by it. I didn't say it was easy. But if you want miracles that other people don't get. You've got to do something different than what they do. Back up in Romans 4 here. What did Abraham do? He called himself what God called him. Here's the second thing he did. He considered. Not. His body nor Sarah's body, but he considered what God said. Sounds so simple. He did what? Being not weak in faith, he did what? Considered not. Consider means to look at, to focus on, to think about. He didn't look at his own body. He didn't focus on his own body. He didn't think about. It was there. Is there with him every morning when he got up. Right? All day long and every night when he went to bed. You old. You're way too old. And look at Sarah. She's old. This is crazy. This is nuts. He refused to consider that. He refused. To, he didn't say it what didn't exist. He just refused to look at it. He re, it was there. He's not denying that it's there. But he refuses to think on it. Why? Because what happened to him? He was not weak in faith because he considered not. If you consider it, you'll be weak in faith. Can't escape it. If you look at how you feel and you talk about the bad reports, you will not be strong in faith. You can't make a good confession in the morning and think about how you feel and the bad test results all day long and be in faith. It'll come to you. A pain, discomfort, feeling, bad report. And you'll be tempted to go, well, I don't have it yet. When am I going to get it? But that's walking beside. 
That's just like non-believers. Say he considered not. He considered not. He, see, he called himself what God called him, but the second big thing he did, he considered not. Considered not. His own body, now dead, when he's about a hundred years old, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He wouldn't let himself think about her either. He didn't waver. Man, this is a good word. He what? How did he keep from wavering? You couldn't get him to talk about how old he was. You couldn't get him to talk about it. You couldn't get him to talk about how Sarah couldn't conceive when she was young. He would not talk to you about it. He won't consider it. He won't look at it. He won't listen to it. He won't focus on it. He won't think about it. Is it in his face? Every day. Is he pulled to look and think? Every day. But he's made his choice. This is how you fight the good fight of faith. He's made his choice. He has heard from the Lord. He's got his word. He's got his report. And that's all he'll look at. That's all he'll think about. That's all he'll talk about. So he staggered not. But was strong in faith. How do you get strong in faith? Considering what he said. What do you say the instructions for taking God's medicine? My son. Attend. To my words. Instead of what? I mean, if you're focused on attending to that, you're not attending to these other things. Incline your eyes, your ears. Don't let them leave your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart. Does that sound like being occupied with what he said? This is where the fight is. This is where the fight is. And then the pull to walk by sight is very subtle. Very subtle. You'll have people that will say, you know, I'm going to the doctor. Believe with me that I get a good report. No. I won't. (laughs) You won't? No, I won't. There was a time I would. But I've learned better. Why? Because your faith's not in the Word of God. You have faith in that report. You're not going to breathe a sigh of relief. You're not going to believe you're in the clear. You're not going to believe you're healed. You're not going to believe you're okay till they tell you you are. See, faith, a lot of people talk about faith, but faith is actually rare. I'm quoting the scripture. It's rare, it's precious. Is that right? And Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith in the earth? It is not all over the planet. It can even be rare among church-going people. And you can identify where you are by how much you're affected by what you feel and see. 
Here's a danger. You're prayed for. You release faith. And you feel better. Now I know I'm healed. To the degree our faith, what we believe is affected by what we feel and see, is to that degree ours is not real faith. We're taking our faith out of his word and putting it in what we feel. And you're on shifting sand. Because those feelings can change. Is that right? Before the afternoon is over. There is only one. Basis. For faith in God. Oh come on y'all with me or not. There's only. Not not one and a half. Only one basis. For faith in God. And it is what he said. That's it. That's it. Your faith in him is based solely, only on what he said. Not by improvement, not by worsening, not by what you see or don't see, feel or don't feel, what the report says or doesn't say. Did I lose somebody? So what you do when you begin to talk about this, you come face to face with how much we've been walking by sight. Talking faith, but walking by sight. <laughs> Are y'all okay? Do you reckon we can learn some things about Abraham's faith? Just because we've been quoting scriptures for years doesn't mean we know it all. Go to Genesis, please, 22nd chapter. Looking at his body, Abraham would have despaired. Looking at the promise, he waxes strong in faith. Come on, can you see that? And gives glory to God. You can't see the Lord looking at your symptoms. You can't see his provision. Looking at your bills. You can't see his healing. Looking at your feelings. Can you? You won't see it. Praise God. It's not feel. That you've received it. It's not see. That you received it. It's believe. That you received it. Somebody said. Will you feel any better? I didn't say how I felt. Well, you don't look any better. I didn't say I did. (laughs) How do you feel? Not talking about that. Could you get Abraham to talk about how old he was? Could you? Could you? He wouldn't do it. You couldn't get him to do it. He considered not. Wouldn't look at it. Wouldn't focus on it. Wouldn't think about it. Why? Because if you do, you're going to get out of faith. Can't do both. How many understand Peter couldn't walk on the water looking at the wind and waves? Could he? Somebody said, I need a miracle. God does miracles. It would take a miracle to fix this. He's walking on the water. How much more miraculous can you get? But could he 
walk in the miraculous, experience the miraculous, and look at the wind and the waves at the same time. He could not do it. Nor can you, nor can I. But as long as he's looking at the Lord, thinking about what he told him, come, he's doing the impossible. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Somebody say, praise God. Your symptoms leaving is not your receiving your healing. That's the results of you receiving your healing. You feeling better, you feeling stronger is not receiving your healing. That's the results of you receiving your healing. Come on, can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Genesis 22 and verse 1. After Abraham and Sarah have received a miracle, Isaac was born. It was not the end. They got a a baby nobody thought they could have. (laughs) And now in chapter 22 it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Actually, the words test or try. Because God can't be tempted with evil. And he never tempts anybody to do anything wrong. This is a test. A proving of his faith. Why? Why? With God... He never intends for you and I to fail a test. His objective is when we pass, he can promote us. He has a right to give us a place and do things with us and for us that other people don't get. It wouldn't be fair if he did it for us and not for them unless we trusted him more. And he would say, well, if you'll trust me like that, I'll do it for you too. God did test or try Abraham. And he said to Abraham, Abraham. And he said, I'm here. Sounds like he's he's ready to hear whatever he's got to say. Verse 2. He said, take now your son. Your only son. Isaac. Whom you love. This is not unnecessary language. How many of these do they have? One. (laughs) And get you to the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of. Wow. Give him to me. Why? Tell me what pleases God above everything else. Without faith it is what? Impossible. Possible to please him. I don't know if that's registered on us well enough. God, I don't care what you're doing. God is not going to like it. He's not going to be impressed with it. Unless you're doing it in faith. You can give the biggest offering anybody's ever given in your church and ministry. And if you, unless you did it in faith. Doesn't move him. Doesn't affect him. You can do all kind of stuff. You can quote more scriptures and pray longer. 
But unless you did it in faith. He loves Abraham. It's his friend. He loves Sarah. He loves Isaac. What does he want? What's going on? Why would he ask him for this? He wants Abraham to have an even higher place with him than he already does. And there's only one way that can happen. That's by greater faith. And the only way that can happen is to remove the physical reason he has for believing his seed will be like the sand and the stars. It can easily be that now Abraham and Sarah, yeah, we're going to have our seeds going to be like the, the stars of the sky. Why? We got the boy. We got the boy. He's a prop for their faith. They can walk beside. Can you see this? So the Lord says, give him to me. It took amazing faith to get him. And now the Lord says, give him to me. We will never be done with walking by faith. We will never be through with living by faith. Where we've received everything and got everything and now we can just coast the rest of the way. If you do, you're through pleasing God. To the degree we're affected by the improving or worsening of our symptoms or our circumstances. It's to that degree ours is not real faith. Real faith in God is based only. Well, somebody say only. 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 On the word of God. And you can see why Abraham's in the book, brother. Can't you? I mean, what does it say? Verse 3. He got up early in the morning. Got everything together. Took Isaac, two of his young men with him. The wood, fire, and headed out. Verse 4. On the third day, he lifted up his eyes. So he's got three days to think about this. Are you really going to do this? Are you really going to do this? Third day he saw the place. Can't put it off any longer. Keep going. Abraham said to his young men, Abide here with the ass. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. What? What? We're going to go. And then we'll come back to you. Really? Then then he's not going to do it. Oh, he fully intends to do it. How do you know? Hebrews. Hebrews tells us, doesn't it? Just hold your place right there. We'll read it. In Hebrews 11, 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. This was 
his foundation. This was the anchor to his soul. God had told him. His seed, his descendants would be like the stars in the sky, like the sand on the seashore. But he also told him it was all coming through Isaac. God told him it was coming through Isaac. Reasoning would say, well, if he dies, then it ain't never going to happen. But faith says it has to happen. It has to happen. And if it takes it, God will raise him from the dead. And there's a whole lot bigger thing going on here that Abraham, I'm sure, had no clue or idea of as God's covenant friend. He was demonstrating he was willing to give his only son for his covenant friend and believe for the resurrection. Does that sound familiar to anybody? So God has a perfect right to give his only son for this friend's seed and believe for the resurrection. Hallelujah. Was God trying to take something from him? No, no, no. But was it trying Abraham to the nth degree? Yes, it was. Why? Because it was taking away anything, any physical thing he could see or feel that could cause it to come to pass. And this pleases God to the highest degree because all you've got left then is what he told you. That's all you've got left. When you are trusting God and your senses tell you it's not so, but you still trust him anyway, it honors him. And he said, those that honor me, I will honor. Most won't honor him that way. But if you will, he will do things in your life that other people don't have. You'll have places. How many know this happened centuries ago and we're talking about it today? What kind of place does Abraham have? In the kingdom of God. In the things of God. Hallelujah. But you can't walk by sight. Or you'd never do it. You can't walk by feelings. Emotional feelings. Or you'd never do it. Never. You can't even consider it. It's dangerous. To even talk about it. Are, are you with me? To even talk about what I'm feeling and seeing and what the report says. Dangerous to even talk about. Oh, you're, you're not denying that it's there? Yeah, it's there. And if you need to answer a question, you can answer a question. But you don't get more excited because you feel better. If you do, you're taking your faith out of the Word and putting it in your feelings. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Because guess what's going to happen next? Bad feelings. So you're going to nosedive. He's setting you up. Setting you up. Verse 12. Genesis 22, 12. He said, don't lay your hand on the lad. Neither do anything to him. For now I know. Somebody say, now I know. 
there's only one way to demonstrate this. And that's by being willing to sow the most precious thing you have. To turn loose of anything that you could see or feel that would cause you to believe it could happen. Now I know, God says. What a phrase. This reveals we really do have a free will. He didn't have to do this. Now I know. You fear God seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Keep going. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. Behold, there was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram, offered him for a burnt offering instead of his son. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. Is all this redemptive? Is all, oh, instead. Hallelujah. Redemption, substitution. Keep going. Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham out of heaven the second time. And he said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord. You know why he said that? Because there ain't nobody bigger he can swear by. There is no other God. So if he says, I'm, I'm, I'm swearing by, he has to come back to himself. Because you've done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. In blessing, I'll bless you. Multiplying, I'll multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. He goes on to say, verse 18, and in your seed... That's Jesus especially. Shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. It started when he went out by faith not knowing where he was going. And the steps kept getting bigger and bigger. And the things he kept believing for kept getting bigger and bigger. And the Lord allowed him less and less what he could see. Come on, can you see this? And even when he finally got the thing, he's got the boy. Now we can see it. We can see how this thing's going to happen. The Lord says, no, give him to me. But it wasn't a bad thing. It elevated him into the halls of fame, of faith forever. We'll be talking about this throughout the ages to come. Well, he's not the last one that could have faith. He's our father in the faith. We got the same kind of faith. And we can trust God no matter how we feel or how we look or what we hear. And we can be strong to not be moved by changing of symptoms and circumstances. I told Phyllis, you know, Thursday night at our week of increase, we had our great offering. And man, the Lord brought in so much money and took care of everything, finished everything. And Friday morning, we were sitting out on our front porch thanking God. And I saw, I saw something clearly. Our previous property, our Yellow Ribbon Theater. We've been believing for it to sell for years. There's been multiple opportunities. You know, could the Lord have helped you to sell it by now? No question. Why? Why? Well, through all these projects, we even mentioned it a number of times, you know, uh, it could work out that we could do this and sell that, and that would take care of this. I realized Friday morning, the Lord did not want us looking to that 
at all. I thought, now it can sell. Why? Because we don't need it. We don't need it. Can you see that or not? The Lord doesn't want you and I looking to anything or anybody depending on that instead of him. If we are, it displeases him. Because faith is what pleases him. And faith in God is based only on faith in his word. Let's say you're a parent. You got a little child, young child. And Christmas time is almost upon you. And you tell them, baby, daddy, mommy, got you a great present. Oh, you're going to like it so much. You're going to be so happy about it. And they go, okay. I guess. No, no good reaction, no good response. And a couple of days later, you see them hip, uh, scop, uh, yeah, hopping and skipping. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> and jumping. And they come and grab you and go, oh, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy, for my Christmas present. I'm so, I can't wait till Christmas Day gets here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you go, what's up? And you find out later, they were snooping in your closet. (laughs) And they found the present. They opened it up and they saw it. Now they're excited. Did that have anything to do with faith in you? Or what you said? Was there any trust in you at all? No. They only got excited when they saw something. Does that bless you? No, that's no confidence in you. That's zero trust in you. And that's how it is with us, with our Father. If we're more excited about feeling better than we are, it is written. We should be the most excited about by His stripes. I am healed. Nothing else should come close to exciting us like that. If that doesn't excite you, you don't believe it. And you need major mind renewal and you are on shifting sand. You are on shaky ground. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ. You ought to shout more over that than any check. Than any job. Come on, can you see? Than any contract. When the job came, when the contracts came, when the sales came, that's not when God met your needs. And that's not when you received it. That's the results of you receiving it. Come on, can you see that? He took my infirmities, He bore my sicknesses, He carried my pains. By His stripes, I am healed. With long life, he'll satisfy me and show me his... I don't have to wait till I feel better. I don't have to wait till somebody gives me a piece of paper for me to breathe a sigh of relief and go, I'm going to be okay. We got this. God's got this. Right? When are we going to believe we got it? When are we going to be excited? 
If it's not based on the word, then it's not faith in God. Can you see this, friends? Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Oh, Lord, we worship you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.